Now, here are the Money Wise Guys. Welcome back, folks. We are indeed the Money Wise Guys. Welcome to the second hour of the program. Let's get this thing started. Here's the phone number, 842-5376-842-KERN. Call out of the area. It's 800-640-5376-800-640-KERN. We're going to be bringing on our guest here shortly, Lou White, CEO of All Metals Forge Group in New Jersey, co-host of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We'll be talking about the climate change conference in Paris, actually uh, entering the, the, the final uh, final negotiations there. But we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on over there and how potentially that could affect uh, much of the discussion surrounding climate change and reason to do something about it, reason not to, a lot of times comes down to uh, money. What's it going to cost us? Uh, and so how will it affect uh, Before we get to that, though, Darrell Ellis, yes, sir. get some headlines. Yeah, well, we see where oil is falling. The energy sector is a, is a big sector that's down today. You know, energy makes up a big part of the the markets out there, whether you're talking about inter- big energy companies or oil services companies, especially here in Vegas, there's a lot of concerns surrounding that. Um, so obviously that has an effect as well as we see the information out of China, who's doing a negative number of November export and import data, uh, showing 6.8% slide um, on the export and negative 8.7% year-over-year growth in the import. So is that a signal for an overall global economic slowdown? Could be. Um, but as you know, Dave, um, I think the biggest reason for the market fall today is the stock out there that's an economic indicator for most of us happens to be outer wall. Um, you know, we, we all get to our red box or we have our coin star. You know, if we're not shopping at those two little box places, the economy is going to heck in a hand that thing today right now. And, well, of course, Chipotle, their Starbucks and McDonald's 
locations combined. Wow. Like surprise a lot of people. Most of most people when they think about uh, museums, they're thinking of the Smithsonian, the Guggenheim, you know, these huge museums. Uh, most of the museums of the US are basically mom and pop affairs. You know, very, very tiny uh, museums. Well, oh, I was surprised to see that. More museums in the US than Starbucks and McDonalds combined. That's, that's, that's propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> no way, no way. All right, let's move on uh, to our guest. We're excited to have on the program Lou Weiss, who's the CEO of All Metal Sports Group, New Jersey, co-host of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Well, the, the climate conference in Paris uh, is the 21st time world governments have met. And the idea is to find a joint solution to climate change. That's, that's one issue with climate change. You can't fight it locally. You know, it's got to be global. And the aim this time is to, hey, they want it to be ambitious. They want this to be the, the longest lasting forward yet. And a lot of people are saying, well, gosh, how is that going to affect manufacturing? You look at countries like China and India, a big big in manufacturing, and also really, really dependent on fossil fuels. And that's why we bring in on Lou White to talk about this. Lou, thanks for joining us here on the Money Life Program. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you bet. Glad to have you here. So, uh, in your opinion, how how can we continue to glow, grow globally, uh, economically, in manufacturing, while at the same time addressing climate change? Well, I'm glad being that this is the first time I'm, in, I'm on your show that you're asking me such a simple question. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, issues that are going on on global uh, global issues uh, with regards to uh, uh, climate uh, control and so on in France, uh, they've now generated a 50-page document uh, that they've laid out. It took 400 conferences over the last week or so to come up with a a written plan, and this is actually the first plan in 21 trips to the COP, uh, the Conference of Participants, and uh, I think that they're really getting it now that they know that they've got a real serious problem. Beijing basically is closed today due to pollution. Uh, schools were closed. Factories have been shut down. So everybody's getting it. So somewhere along the line, we have to realize that we, don't, we shouldn't be necessarily as worried about the cost of doing it as opposed to the cost of not doing it. And I believe that what's going to ultimately happen is that new industries are going to be generated as a result. Yeah, we're going to lose uh, the coal mining industry. We're going to lose uh, coal mining Pennsylvania and New York and so on. But the, the bottom line is that it has to be done, and people are going to have to be retrained, uh, career changes, and so on, even though this plan that they have really won't take effect for five years until 2020. But there are a group that are already started making the changes, and uh, it's just necessary evil to do it. So, so in the short term, let's let's say we, we let's say it is a necessary evil, and there's going to be some short-term pain. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this uh, short-term pain, particularly in countries like China and India. How do they deal with this? How do they deal with an agreement like this? Well, take I know more about China uh, presently than I do India, but I've been in both countries and I've seen the problems they have. They should have been addressing these problems a long time ago. 
you know, China went and built cities where there weren't people. They built railroads uh, going every which way to places, to cities that didn't even exist yet. So they spent a lot of money. If they were only be redirected, and I believe they're there now, that they know that they've got to really take a serious look at this. And like I said, Beijing today is basically closed. How much does that cost? How much does that cost them in manufacturing and exports and, and imports? So the they've got to sit down with us. They've got to uh, take a look at uh, this 50-page document and realize that in 50 years, if we don't do it, there won't be a planet. So whatever the cost is, pay it, pony up, and do what you need to do. And let's talk a little bit about the state of manufacturing here in the U.S. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are under the assumption that we don't make anything anymore. We don't manufacture uh, anything anymore. Can you talk about the state of manufacturing here in the U.S. right now? 20% of our economy is manufacturing. That's a fact. And the 20% of manufacturing in itself sounds like a small number. But when you add it up, it's, it's more than the top... 10, I'm sorry, top 20 industrial countries in the world. So our 20% manufacturing is huge. Uh, I saw an article a couple days ago that one of the media put out, uh, U.S. Uh, manufacturing in recession. Absolutely untrue. The ISM number came out uh, December 1st saying that we went down to 48.6, meaning under 50 is contraction. Uh, that's a mild contraction, and basically it's just waiting to pop, and it'll pop in Feb uh, January. So manufacturing is going along pretty good, and as a matter of fact, I just got off an interview with the Institute of Supply Management, Brad Holcomb, who's the chair of the manufacturing sector, and uh, he's very optimistic that things are going to be uh, on the turn, growing, and uh, with new industries popping up, uh, robotics, uh, 3D printing, uh, drones, there's a lot of new industries developing. It's the same kind of thing with regards to uh, the pollution, that we're going to have to do things differently than what we've done before. If we didn't, we'd still have the buggy whip, and uh, the, the car industry would have never grown. So that, that's a perfect example of the evolution of industry. You've got to go with what the people need. And you certainly have to be forward-thinking. I mean, I mean, in business, uh, we, we said you need to evolve or you will die. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we have been uh, playing this up-and-down game in our economy for many years. I've been in manufacturing for over 50 years. I've seen eight or nine major recessions, and the end result is always the same. It finally turns around. You have to make changes. You have to bite the bullet and move forward. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're joined by Lou Weiss, National International Business and Manufacturing Professional, CEO, CEO of All Metals and Forge Group, actually co-host of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Thank you. The news and talk of Kern County, 1180, and the new 96.1 KERN. Oh, wow. More of the Money Wise Guys on News Talk 1180 and the new 96.1 KERN. Guys, here for you. We've got a guest on the phone, Lou White, 
national and international business and manufacturing professional, CEO of All Metals and Ford Group in New Jersey. Uh, 45 years business experience. Uh, and we want to talk to you. Well, Lou, you actually brought it up. You talked about how uh, as, as things change in our economy and in our environment, we're forced to make changes to, to address the climate change. And, and that it can be an expense, but it can also create opportunities because companies are forced to uh, innovate and come up with alternative solutions uh, once the, the, the old solutions are not viable anymore. Correct. And that's a double-edged sword. I, I remember my old uh, father-in-law uh, worked for DuPont, worked for a plant, actually went to college, graduated college, moved back to his hometown and worked for DuPont, worked there his whole life until he retired. And uh, years ago, I took a tour with him through that plant. And again, this plant was in a very, very small community. It was the largest employer in that community at one point wasn't anymore. So I walked through that, that plant, and I was shocked at how few people were there. Yes, there were people there, but not nearly as many as I had expected. And I, I mentioned this to him, and he said, well, you know, things have changed, and now we have robots to do a lot of the work. And he showed me some of the equipment that they were using that eliminated, you know, so many jobs. And all of this is, is, is moving towards the question to you, which is, are you concerned from an employment standpoint in manufacturing and as technology advances that human jobs will be eliminated? Uh, yes, uh, jobs are being eliminated. However, somebody has to build the robot. Somebody has to build the 3D printer. Uh, so there are, there are changes that are going on. I, I believe the, the total number of people in uh, uh, that we are short in manufacturing today is three million. Um, that's something that, uh, and we're and we're losing ten thousand people a day who are retiring. The gray hairs are are leaving. So the, there's a self-fulfilling uh, event that's happening here. People are retiring. We do need more people. Perhaps we don't need as many people going to college and running up a $100,000 bill that takes your whole life to pay off. And maybe some of the, these kids from, college, from uh, high schools, that they should go to vocational schools. You can go to a welding school and learn welding, and in three years you're earning $70,000 a year. If you make it to managership uh, in a welding situation, you're making over $100,000 a year. We need people to work. We are losing people, but there are the, the women in manufacturing are coming online. Is that we have a huge pool that we can draw from. Uh, back in the Second World War, the men went off to war. Uh, Secretary Stinton of the Department of the Army at the time uh, said, we need 5 million new manufacturing people to work, and 2.5 million of them were women. Well, women can work today, and they have been working. Now they're migrating to manufacturing, and there's an organization called womeninmanufacturing.org, uh, a phenomenal group of people that are getting women into that uh, environment. So, yeah, we're going to lose people, but we have people to pull from. And it's going to take retraining. It's going to take uh, uh, career, uh, career changes. Uh, if you're working in a plant that's shut down because it's dark, dirty, and dangerous, you might have to go to school and learn a new 
trade or an extension of the trade that you are already are well versed in. So yeah, there there are going to be problems along the way, but um, a, it's a bigger problem if we don't uh, uh, if we don't correct it. And we're talking to Lou Weiss. He's a national and international business and manufacturing professional at the Bureau of Metals and Forces. Oh, the manufacturing stock rate of 45 years of business experience. Hey, you know, Lou, um, with a company like yours, you know, in manufacturing, you know, I, I can't help but ask, um, the dollar, the dollar has made a kind of a parabolic move to the upside. Yes. Um, how is that affecting your business and others, and do you see that continuing? Well, that, that, again, you know, economies change, they get going to ebb and flow. Uh, it, it has affected our business, but not as badly as the news media projects it out to be. Uh, we, we had a, a fairly good year in view of all of the issues, the L.A. port strike, the strength of the dollar, and so on. But uh, all in all, uh, you know, you have your good years and bad years, and uh, you just got to flow with it because everything does go, you know, back and forth. So we're not, we're not really concerned. We're taking a look at 2016. Uh, the ISM uh, group came out with some great numbers. Matter of fact, just today at 10 o'clock, the projections for 2016 um, uh, are looking very good. So the upswing has started. Uh, we have had some down, down uh, draft this year uh, because of some of the things that I mentioned. But we're very optimistic about the future. And with that being said, you know, how is it that, uh, of course, we live in a town of oil. You know, and, right. so, and so, you know, we see where oil companies, you're only as good as how much you save in the good times uh, in order to tackle the bad times. Sure. Uh, obviously, you, you manage your money um, in order to say what you're saying. It sounds like, you know, hey, you've done pretty well. You, you know the bad times are coming, so you've done pretty good about being frugal at those times. Sure, sure. You, got, you have to build a reserve. You have to have good relations with your lending institutions. You have to run a, a, a smart, savvy business and uh, uh, be, be discreet about the way you go about spending money. And uh, if you do all of those things, if you have a good management group and a good company uh, team, uh, your company is uh, well situated for growth. Well, uh, tell it like it is, uh, Lou Weiss, again, CEO of All Metals and Forge Group. We want to thank you for coming on the program and sharing with us your expertise and your insight on uh, the climate change agreement and how that will affect the labor landscape and how it will affect manufacturing, as well as just your overall insight into manufacturing. We'd love to have you back on the program. Thank, thank you very much. Appreciate being here. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.